Chicago Sam coming with the win. Super Puppy, Super Puppy Podcast, Super Puppy Podcast, the best podcast, Super Puppy Podcast, the best. This is Super Podcast, Puppy Podcast, the best podcast. Better than the rest, Super Puppy Podcast. Bust your shots in your ass, Super Puppy Podcast. Don't sleep. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of the Super Puppy Podcast. I am your host, Tony Miner, aka Chicago Slip. And the name of this episode is Dalzum's Revenge. I didn't approve of this. (laughs) If you know anything about Street Fighter, which I grew up playing, did you grow up playing it? Of course. Did you beat it? Man, I'm in it. <laughs> I think I was more a Honda person oh, really? with that arm, like. Oh yeah. I liked a Honda because he I was, was just yeah. wild with. Yeah, I think I was. I was basically all the characters. I was even the girl where she does the quick. Oh yeah, Jelly. Yeah, Jelly. Yeah, she. Wow, she knows the <laughs> Yeah, she would like come yeah. in like. Yeah. She killed it. She knows it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my guest today likes to refer to himself as the maybe Dawson's. Doppelganger. I've, I've had many doppelganger instances. <laughs> Barack Obama. Uh, a Barack Obama, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, and also Key, well, Peel. Key, no, Key, Key Michael Key. Yes, Key Michael Key. Mm-hmm. But his real name is comedian that you all know and love. Simone is with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you. Um, hey, Sean, how you doing? Hey, Sean. You in the house? Okay, like I said, the name of the show is Dawson's Revenge. I only say that because my guest does resemble Dawson a little bit. There's something there. <laughs> There's definitely something well, there. Well, Dawson's arms and legs were stretched. Do you have any? Yeah, actually, I'm going to get Sean right now just for no uh, reason. Okay. I'm actually uh, yeah. oh, Ow. You're supposed to say ow. <laughs> <laughs> just to add to the illusion. Yes. So you may be able to find Simone on leftispanda.com. This is right. He has been seen many, many places. He'll be at the DC Improv soon. This is right. Opening for Namar? Namir. Namir. Uh, and this will be the week of the 17th, uh, so that's pretty awesome. Yes. Actually, excuse me, the 19th through 22nd, I'll be at the DC Improv, so pretty excited about that. Pretty do- doing well. He's been at the Arlington Draft House, Kennedy Center, State Theater, Comedy Store. Mm-hmm. You travel all over New York, LA, just worldwide. This is true. I uh, Cape Town, South Africa, uh, Reykjavik, Iceland, um, Paris, France. Slinging these jokes. Word. And yeah. people are just, give us more, give us more. Yo, I, I, I learned people laugh differently in different countries. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? You know, like in France, they're like, <laughs> actually, no no joke. In <laughs> and the baby's like, <laughs> uh, no, actually, the in Iceland, the, the opening line I had, uh, they were so excited to have a non-Icelander person. I literally just said this, and it was the crowd was into it. I just said, I heard there's a black dude telling jokes around here, and that was it. <laughs> They're like, yes! They went crazy, Thor got up through an axe. <laughs> it was nuts. We heard it too. Iceland, bruh. And then and then also when I when I was in Cape Town, I was like, oh, I'm on the continent. Right. And then like it was great. And then I just I missed uh, Russell Peters, unfortunately, by a week. He apparently dropped in that place that I dropped in. Okay. And uh, but they were like 
he's American black. Yeah, like, <laughs> like they were looking at me like. And then I was like, well, I'm actually, you know, I, you know, Ethiopian uh, roots, uh, but definitely Americanized right culturally. And they're like, oh, I'm confused. <laughs> like, yeah, I love it. But when I when I went through the Dows, they definitely knew the Dows and reference. Oh, really? That's how deep it was. I didn't realize. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I thought that was like an American thing. Oh, international. Everyone knows Street Fighter. Yeah. Get out. Way to go. Uh, who made that? Comic Con or something? I don't know. Okay. Japan. Yeah. Okay. You've opened for Amir K. Bob Marley. Hmm? Not. Is this love, Bob Marley? No, that would be another <laughs> Bob Marley. <laughs> that would be the hologram version. <laughs> Not the. Okay. A red stripe. You know, you never know. People will be like, yeah, I'm for Bob Marley. How old is he? Not that. 87. Right. <laughs> Morgan Green is my younger brother. <laughs> yeah, Proud of him. <laughs> We've been doing this for a long time. Long time, Black No Crack. Christelle Alonzo. Mm -hmm. Fortune Feaster. Mm -hmm. Tom Davidson. Words. Pete Davidson. Yeah, if you're a Davidson. <laughs> if you're a Davidson, I got you. <laughs> you do, you hold them down. Yeah. Eliza Schlesinger. Word. David Allen Greer. Uh-huh. What's he like? David Allen Greer is amazing. He's uh extremely talented. Uh he was very uh down to earth. Uh we were watching like the college, you know, of course March Madness is going on at the time, this happened a couple weeks ago. So he's from, uh, his undergrad was in Michigan. So he was trying to like watch. Oh, blue. He was trying to watch behind, you know, he was like, every time he was on stage, he's like, all right, how we doing? How we doing? How we yes. doing? And I'd be like, I like sports. <laughs> Do you like me? I was like, I like sports. And then I kind of used that as a wedge to get in. And uh, he, was, he was cool. He was cool. Did he um, drop any jewels? Um, in terms, oh, like in terms of like performance Comedy. and stuff? Uh, I think what he said was basically be honest, which is which is fair. You kind of already know that. Just be honest, be true to yourself. But then, uh, by the way, he's like he said, be honest, and then he's like, and he went for the big march. Remember that, uh, that weekend? There was a big march. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. uh, and then he's like, yo man, I was there for five minutes, and I was like, I went back, I took a nap. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. that's being honest. That's yeah. like. Yes, I was like perfect, perfect. And you live your truth. You live your truth. He's like, yo, I had a great t-shirt. <laughs> He's really proud of his t-shirt. That that's what I he had a great t-shirt. He seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, he was very cool. Nothing but positive stuff for him and Tommy Davidson. Eddie Davidson. Tommy Eddie Davidson. Eddie Davidson. Mm -hmm. Jessica Davidson, wherever you are. Mm -hmm. so you need someone to open. Word. We Word. got you. We got you. I don't think she is. DC Comedy Festival coming up. That's right. Um, Story League, we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. And Lati Do. What is Lati Do? Oh, Lati Do. So there's this great kind of um, uh, live cabaret. I haven't done it in a while, but it's a cabaret that goes around both DC and New York, actually. And uh, so if you like Glee, it's like having Glee in DC or in New York. Can you sing? Uh, no. Uh, okay. uh, I'm just in the background, like, uh, uh, uh. No, actually, they do have like other kind of artists on there too. Like they have like spoken word. You can have like, uh, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, don't think, you know, like just thinking some poetry, you know, very, very left, left things, you know, just left leaning stuff. Uh -huh. Very cool. You're like, I think that, <laughs> you know, if you can start that way, you, this you is will all I think. <laughs> just, just think of TED Talk but with like uh, with melody. That's basically what it is. That sounds like something I'm into. Yeah, you, we will connect. Yeah, I'll connect you with the producers. Okay, good. Yeah, Please for do, sure. For sure. Yeah, that sounds interesting. They're cool. They're cool. Leftistpanda.com. What can we find there? 
And tell us about the name. Like, where'd you get that? Yeah, so... Um, I'm really like, who's that son? Designer Panda? Did you... Oh, yeah. I was before him, by <laughs> oh, okay. uh, So, I got to talk to his lawyers about that one. Right. Um, he's like, Panda, Panda, Panda. Left his Panda. Right, right. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, uh, Shit. no, what, basically, um, I'm more left-leaning in terms of, like, political, mm -hmm. and then who doesn't like a panda? And I was They're basically, cute. I was like, That's together, That's that was me. it, that was it. Because who doesn't like you? Oh, <laughs> you'd be surprised. There are people, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Even people who don't like me, uh, or do like me, don't like me. And I don't like me sometimes, so <laughs> it's perfect. That's being honest. It's being honest. <laughs> I like sports. Honest. Mm -hmm. Okay, so at certain points in the show, we like to turn the corner and talk about what brought you into this world. First, I want to give the, the the listeners a little tip, a little factoid about us as friends. Mm -hmm. I my mom lives in Buffalo. That's right. That's <laughs> and right. I will just randomly pop into smoke like I in know. Buffalo, like at a, at the Buffalo at the Anchor Bar. That's right. That's hardcore Buffalo, New York. Hardcore West Buffalo, of New York. York. Anchor Bar is where they created Buffalo Wings. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was like a uh, Sean rolled his eyes because he doesn't have those type of factoids to share. <laughs> he's, from, he's from the land of burritos. Right. Huh? Like, we got tacos. He's like, yeah. You ever heard of tacos? I mean, tacos. You never... <laughs> so I would just randomly be somewhere like, this is true. Simone, are you? Is that you? And then I'd be like, I'm sorry. I think you have me confused for somebody else. <laughs> We don't all look alike, ma'am. <laughs> he would try to play me, but it was him. Because I stopped him on his Insta. Mm -hmm. But then I went back and was like, wait, are you That's right, we were on the ground. I, I I was in town because my wife is yes. from Buffalo, New York. Buffalo. So, so yeah, so for know. holidays. Is that what they call it? <laughs> Actually, they call it Bilo. Oh, Bilo, Bilo that's Bilo. better. So, uh, so I've been uh, going back and forth to Buffalo pretty often for like holidays and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah, so she took me through the whole Buffalo, you know, places like where the first, you know, uh, wing was, yeah. uh, you know, downtown where the water is. You uh -huh. know, we did the whole uh, kind of uh, Niagara type of uh, boat ride stuff. So yeah, yeah it was pretty that's cool. That's all you did, you know? It's all I was like, they're like, hey, that's General Mills. There's Canada. Right. You're like, you want to go in the water or no? Okay. Did y'all go in the water, like Niagara Falls? Yeah, yeah. We did that. Yeah, yeah. You know, my mom was it's like, cold. Ah, we're not getting our hair wet. Mm -mm. My mom was cold. like, no. Yeah. No water. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't have the hair thing going on. Yeah. So, well, so I mean, I had a hat. Right. I think we're going to do that. I think of all the time. My mother's lived there since 99. Oh, wow. Okay. I've never done that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So maybe we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that, yeah, for sure. Okay, so, mm -hmm. comedy. I also know you from Red Lounge, mm -hmm. when we used to do mm -hmm. Red Hot Comedy and Slim's Comedy Room, I didn't change the names. Mm -hmm. But, someone was a, a frequent visitor there. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been doing comedy? Wow, it's funny because seven and a half years in July, June, summertime, it'll be eight years. Or it's, it's, it's nuts because how this whole thing started is just, funny to me. How did it start? Huh? <laughs> Someone pushed me on stage and said, go. Did, were you always like a funny kid? Oh man, you couldn't shut me up. <laughs> you know that person who talks all the time <laughs> so on parties? So kid. they, they too much energy. <laughs> I can like I really, you. like, it got to a point where my parents you. were like, they were like, uh, this is me in my 30s. Can you imagine when <laughs> I was a kid? No, yes. 
It was yes. horrible. Like I, I look back and I actually feel sorry for my parents now. And I'm oh, like, they were like, they were like, it got to the point they couldn't even beat me enough. They got tired. <laughs> they had to outsource their beating. They had to like. I'd have been like, you need, you need me to do they something. They couldn't do it. They could not do it. They really could not. Like, uh, that's actually what the I have a my younger brother is like seven years younger than me, and part of that is because they were like, can we handle another one? <laughs> yeah. Is it gonna be like this again? Right. And and uh, I think so. How comedy began? Not, is it actually just like everybody who starts comedy, something dramatic has to happen, right? Always something. Yeah. I have a friend. There was a guy I knew who started comedy because his father died. They're like, uh, this is one of those things I promised myself. Right. Uh, uh, you know, uh, for me, it was I, I actually got almost got married to another girl from uh, upstate New York. Oh. Uh, she actually went to Syracuse. Okay. Uh, she actually was a lacrosse player. Are you like you have roots in New York? Or? No. Well, I live in I live in downtown or downtown downstate New York for a little bit. Um, but for whatever reason, upstate women and I just well, get along. Killing there. Yo. That's your. That's yo. Your spot. If you got leg hair and you're, you can eat wings, <laughs> that's my stuff. I love. No, yeah. not anymore. No hollering anymore. You've been locked down. Oh yes. They got me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing Get Out the prequel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so we were talking about you got your start. Somebody pushed you on stage. So actually, I did five minutes to funny. Uh, I did five minutes. This is a this class at DC Improv. I just wanted to learn how to tell a joke. Yeah. Because I was talking so much, I'm, I was like, might as well have some structure to it. So I can at least make some sense consistently. Mm -hmm. So I took that class, and then once you got a taste of that like buzz of like the audience, uh, they loving you. Yeah, yeah. And then you know I got I was like, you know I can do better next time. I can do better next time. All of a sudden here I am then. later. That's it. It was just I can do better next time. I can do better next time. And then Were push, you like push, push, freaking push. out getting on stage, or was it just like? Yeah, you always get this. you always get nervous, but it's a matter of it's a good energy. You know, it's it's. Uh, Cause I've always done some kind of performance. I used to do martial arts back in the day, so I did performances with that. <laughs> that was some, you know. Like, <laughs> That's what we said. <laughs> uh, I'm flexible, <laughs> and my pants be tight. So, right. so uh, they do be tight uh, for no reason. Uh, but, but uh, I think that's. That's all those things combined with just being that loud person. And what happens is. It gets it out of my system such that in my normal life or off stage, I'm actually pretty chill, relatively speaking. Uh -huh. So I can get it all out of my system. So, so when I was dating, when I was uh, single, people would be surprised to see me like that on stage. Uh, okay. So when I was dating, they were actually my wife is the only person who I was dating who liked me both on and off stage. Oh, okay. The person who liked me on stage never liked me off stage, and vice versa. Oh, uh, that's never the same. Never the same person. And basically. Uh, we brunched hard. That's basically between the two, between all those things, all those factors came together. I love it. Okay, so what was your worst experience on stage? Do you remember it? Like it was yesterday? Or was it yesterday? <laughs> Tell us the truth. Remember? Um, <laughs> Tell your truth. You know, uh, to my truth. Well, Oprah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you heard it here first. Oprah. With the Superman. Right. Uh, sure. Um, Super. You know, it's okay. I, I definitely have bombed. Everyone bombs. Again, I, I think I have a pretty good winning percentage, though, as far as well, I'm pretty, pretty good. But definitely the losses, you know, which happened, especially in the beginning, but happens also when you try newer stuff. Uh, I definitely was booed off stage. Oh. I definitely was played off stage while being booed off stage. <laughs> and 
and it actually brought a couple together. So it was a weird situation <laughs> where my demise brought people together. Stop. So it was great in a way. And what also, do you mean? Can you tell us this? So, so, and I, I've said this on stage, uh, kind of a, a mix of this. So I was maybe three months in, I was at this place where they, they weren't really focused on comedy, it was all art and you know, anytime you do those kind of non-focused comedy, yeah. they don't really care as much, they don't really, you know, it was more music and like, they actually do like live art painting throughout the show, oh, okay. so at the end of the show they would have like a painting. Mm -hmm. So when they finally got to me, it was like 11 and you know, uh, I wasn't good enough, I, I, I maybe I had a few more drinks than I should have, so I wasn't even like on top of whatever I was saying. And I went and I did my material, they were just like not paying attention, they were like, this is terrible, and they booed me, and they played Sandman, like if you, if you watch the Apollo. <laughs> now, I forgot to mention this, I forgot to mention this, the host, you know, he was trying to clown me, like in the beginning, where he was like, hey, you know, like, oh, we got Keegan-Michael Key. <laughs> and here's the thing though, and I still, I struggle, I struggle with this because, I didn't know that you're not supposed to go hard at the host, like, I, and I made fun of him. I like said, man, you look like uh, like Rick Ross with AIDS or something oh, like that. No. I said something like that. <laughs> what does that look like? <laughs> like Rick Ross right now, apparently. Right. He lost a lot of weight, apparently. <laughs> but, but but I just said something like that, and I got a couple chuckles. There was this one dude in the front with gold teeth, and I and he liked that because he was like, <laughs> it was more like a burp chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> like I really liked it. And I, I think because uh, I haven't found the happy medium when you when you tease someone. I can tease someone now, but not go too hard. Yeah. But in this case, I was still newer, so I didn't know to. I just went hard, you were like, hard. Yeah, yeah. And then I could see like the scowl on his face, so I knew it was like if I was to fall, he would be on top of it, and that's exactly what happened. So I was bombing. They booed me. They played a roar, and he couldn't wait to come up. Like, he was like, hey. he like, he was like, ah, hopping and locking and dancing to the stage. He's like, you got it. And then the woman in the front row with the arm thing, she like, ah, 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 and uh, and then so the dude with the tooth saw the girl with the arm, and she's like, hey, what are you doing? And then and like he was hollering her while I was bombing. So I think that was probably the worst. And and, and uh, I was just like, wow, this is awful. And I just left. And I tried to redeem myself immediately by going to the next uh, bar and trying to do a comedy set there. It worked out all right in that case. But bombing is good because it helps you lose fear. So it's actually fine. Um, and also, you shouldn't be afraid of bombing because sometimes that prevents you from actually reaching your true form, your true uh, self-expression. And that's what comedy should be. You're saying if you, you shouldn't be afraid because it helps? Bombing, uh, bombing is, you shouldn't worry for bombing for bombing's sake, but in the beginning, you're just so fragile. You're, you're just like, <gasps> <laughs> You know, but again, thick skin that comes over time, that comes with scars, it comes with things. So, you know, I'm sure I'm unhealthy in other ways, but never right I'm, I'm okay with it. Bombing does happen, and, 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 and I've been places where I've done my best stuff, and it's worked everywhere, but for whatever reason, not working that night, sometimes you're just not on the same wavelength. It happens. Yeah, that's a good way to It happens. It, it's, it's okay. I think that would be my first, if I was to go back to my um, newer comic self, I'd say it's okay to bomb. It's actually part of the process. Well, yeah, it's part of the process. process. We like to we like to help people out. Mm -hmm. So, who are some of your inspirations? So, who's your favorite comedian, and how do you find inspiration to be yourself? Mm -hmm. I think everyday people are the funniest. Uh, of course, 
parents are parents are funny. Of course, my immigrant parents, in particular, my father is very funny. Like a lot of parents are funny without even trying. Um, everyday people, people like uh, like you know, I, I was like on the train, and this this kind of like Eminem type of guy is turned into a girl who's like like twice his size, and he's like, "Girl, I love you. You know why? I, I never disrespect you." Bitch. And, uh, and he was in his and he was in his truth in that moment and she kissed him and i was like why is anyone single this is this is great this is fantastic if you so really if you just take out the earbuds every so often there's comedy everywhere you can just soak it in it's really everywhere if you pay, pay attention and it'll come to you it, you know comedy is just just paying attention to your surroundings and then maybe having a little twist to it and then putting in a certain structure at least yeah. for me for me so so comedy the best comedians of course like the greats you know Dave Chappelle uh, right. you know, one, of my, one of my favorite one of my favorites is uh, Grant Geraldo who's not with us anymore but he's a uh, not just a great comic great roast comic uh, when I used to live in New York, before I even did stand-up comedy, I would just go see him all the time. I even cock-blocked him uh -oh. um, uh, because I was that guy. I was the, well, well, in the sense because you know you see somebody, and, and this is why I'm not really judgmental of fans. I get I get why they get excited. They can totally throw you off. Uh, like he was. This is after a late night set at like the the cellar, which is in downtown Manhattan. Uh, he's talking to three women. And I had just seen him, he just killed that night. And then I was like, Greg! You know, there's some drinks in me. Greg! And you could just see him, you know like one of these looks where someone's like, oh. Like if I don't look, he's gonna go away. I'm like, oh, please. And, oh, God. Please, Greg, oh. please. and then I was like, aren't you married? And I was just like, and then the girl's like, are you, sir? And then he just turned to me, he's like, are you kidding me right now? And, and I just, I was like, I love you, man! I love you! And then I just like went off my drunken way. And I went out of my small ass apartment. And that was that was that was comedy, I thought. <laughs> but then I'd seen him otherwise and and we actually had a quick little chat, but yeah. I think seeing that and I was like, I can't do it, but at least I love it so much I just have to be around it. Yeah. I didn't know in what way at some point I'm gonna get into it, but that's that kind of planted the seed, and then, of course, with the class, that put it all together. Good for you. I'm happy for you. Okay, so one question I like to ask all my comedy friends is about laughs, and in terms of, like, <laughs> the laughs you receive when mm -hmm. you're going out. You know, that's what, you, that's what the goal is. Mm -hmm. So the question is, do all laughs matter? So are you satisfied with light laughs? If you go out and get a few, are you like, okay, good night? Or are you always going out searching for that? You know... It's a, that's a great question, and it's, it's difficult for me to say because uh, just like when Dave Chappelle in his third season, like he said that he got a laugh that he didn't feel comfortable with that actually ended the show. Because, mm -hmm. you know, he always kind of tackles a race issue or he does a, a lot of that kind of material. And sometimes you can get that. You can get a laugh that you didn't quite want, but you got it, so you should feel appreciative because somebody enjoyed it on some level. Right. But then you're kind of like judging them for that laugh. But at the same time, yeah. You know, people are in a different uh, part of their lives. They had a certain day, a certain week. We all work. Uh, life kind of sucks. I mean, that's basically why we have comedy. Because somebody from the tribe has said, I had this experience. And laughing is basically a primal expression. So sometimes you don't laugh at the things that are, you know, uh, appropriate. Yeah. So I, I accept it in that way. Like, it's primal. You know, like, I, I've definitely seen, like, kind of like a very 
very well, you know, prissy type A plus DC girl with the glasses, like, and then I tell like my smart jokes and she doesn't like it and I'm like, but then I'll be like, she still got booty though. And she just cracks up. Like, I know. Like, ah. And then <laughs> out of nowhere, she's the biggest laugher. Somebody that I wouldn't have expected to laugh at that one. But that's the beauty of it, that whatever makes you laugh should just make you laugh. Just keep it as simple as that. Like that's, and, and if people laugh at things you don't expect, that's a that's good too. So yeah. I, I try not to be as judgmental. If I get a reaction like that, that's great. Yeah. So are you one of like when you're on stage, do you find one one person specifically to connect with, or are you just kind of like? No, I, I I'm like in my dating life, I just spread seed. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> like I just put it out there. I, I used to I used to, I used to date this uh, uh, this uh, foreign girl back in the day, and she used to be like Simon. 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 I, I think I only her just the way she said it. Yeah, like, Simon. yeah, that would be like, Simon. You're such a French prostitute. And what she was saying was, I'm an attention whore. That was basically her saying, You are a French prostitute. And of course, I'd say, Hey, who are you calling French? Because I, mean? I be holy. Yeah, I was like, We out here. <laughs> Like, I I have always been that dude, and I think comedically that's consistent, and so I talk to everybody, and sometimes, yes, people might connect more than others, and uh, and then sometimes people you want to connect with don't connect back, you just accept the way, it's just kind of flow with it, it's a dance, and flow with it. That's good, great. Okay, so here's a question just for you to big up yourself. <laughs> big up yourself, you know? Yeah, no, here's the question. <laughs> He's like, I'm uncomfortable with that. What makes you great? Mm. So like in all your experience as a comedian, you finally got to this point where you feel good on stage, you constantly, you know where you are as a comic. Mm -hmm. So what is it about Simone that you think people adore? Wow. <laughs> this is deep. We Let get me deep. express deep. myself to you. <laughs> what makes me great? Is what makes him great. What makes you great is the collective experience. Greatness is enjoying the experience, allowing other people to enjoy the experience. Actually, you know what? Actually, um, I, my goal is comedically is um, no matter what people look like. Again, it's that wavelength. Uh, earthquake happens when the, especially my boy over here from West Coast knows, like uh, when the bridge vibration and like the earth vibration kind of are in sync, mm -hmm. that's when the earthquake happens. So comedically, I'm trying to get that earthquake, I'm trying to get that wavelength. Nice. So sometimes people um, might not be in a good mood. Maybe something happened on the news. Maybe you came to that big march, you know, and uh, people are like, oh man, it's kind of, it's kind of a heavy day, you know. Then you kind of lighten the mood. You got so basically get the temperature. So I think if I, I'm not going to say I'm great. I'm going to say I'm getting better at reading the temperature and getting on that wavelength. But that's getting better. Greatness is, you can't claim greatness, you can certainly reach for it, but greatness, I think, was it, was it, was it my fellow bald brother, Dwayne Rock Johnson? <laughs> I think he said, I think he's, I'm quoting Dwayne Rock Johnson. Yeah, uh, that's okay, we love him. He's, yeah. He's great. <laughs> well, I'll quote Ric Flair first. Woo! And, uh, uh, what did he Ric Flair dropped. Uh, so, he actually, uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson, I think, said, when you're good, you say you're good. When you're great, other people tell you. Hey. So I think. Well, I'm think, telling you, brother. Damn. And you're great too. Well, give me one minute. This is why wavelength. Feel it. Wavelength. Feel like that. Here you go. Earthquake. Oh, okay, Sean, you great. You great. No, I'm just. <laughs>
you gonna put your hand in the camera? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Sean's great, everybody. Mm -hmm. Sean is great. I used to know him back in the day as DJ LB. DJ LB in the house. I used to call him DJ Lightskin. <laughs> That's what people like. Is LB Lightskin, brother? No. Yeah, a lot of people Did people ask you that? Yeah. Lightskin, brother. I just literally made that up. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for playing. So, what are you up to next? Give us your plug it, plug yourself. Wow, there are a few shows, and there's there are a few. So there is a, a, a great little festival coming up. It's called DC uh, Comedy Festival. Boom, we actually, boom. it's it's located here, but actually we have people from coming from all over the country, which is exciting. Uh, let's see here, where am I? Because there are quite a bit of shows. Okay, well maybe in the next month. Yeah, yeah, next week. Let's see here. Here we go. Oh, I actually have MGM Casino coming up on the 17th. That's beige. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> I got, uh, there's also apartment shows. I'm doing a lot of apartment shows. Uh -huh. One in downtown Silver Spring. And I'm hosting a DC Improv for Namer, another one-name comic. Uh, it's kind of awesome. And uh, a comedy show on the wharf, the DC wharf. So a lot of local comedy. I'm trying to get back internationally because that's a good mix because it's certainly great to do local stuff but I'm trying to get back out there internationally yeah so there's some stuff in the works we'll see what happens oh well we wish you the best thank you um so what apartment shows what is this so there's actually a trend in DC as you know of course bars are typical spots uh theaters or if you're if you're lucky enough to get theaters uh clubs but what's there's a trend now where people like uh hiring real estate or uh, Apartments and they're like kind of like a comedy or excuse me a common or kind of entertainment rooms oh, okay. They're having kind of like a, a, a Event for, for residents almost like a resident appreciation event where uh, different apartment buildings will host comics to come to the residents and perform for the uh, actual residents now those have been very um, well attended because again the audience is just upstairs. Yeah, just coming out there. Right here. Now they're not always invested in the comedy so much uh, but they certainly are appreciative and uh, those have been very good uh, and, and pays, so there I am. Yeah, boom, I was yeah. gonna ask that question, yeah. but I don't know. Because I, I think I had a coworker ask me about an apartment show and I wasn't familiar, I knew some of the names, I think Chelsea was at one. Mm -hmm. And so I was just kinda like, huh, I need to get, get some more info. Yeah, and they're paying, boom. They're paying and you also get more time as a comic cheese. You have time, time and money, so. And we were talking about how potentially grindy uh, Kachi Candy, which is fine. Yeah. But then you have the uh, difference. Now you're in a nice setting. People are nice. You're you're generally in a visible space where you can see people you're talking to and vice versa. Yeah. So now people are a little bit more uh, aware of what they're laughing to. There's something psychological about being in the dark where you feel like you can be that creepy voice. You know, you can laugh at more inappropriate stuff. So when lights are on, people don't feel as like um, out there in their lap. So that means the material is a bit, mm, it's, you know, cursed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, people who who've, uh, are really good at like, those club comics or, you know, who kind of go a little harder, more blue, don't typically do well. But again, okay. it does. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like it's hard to say that. And like, you're laughing and you're like next to your, your person who lives at 6B. You're like, <laughs> you're the dude who likes that nasty stuff. Right. So that's, that's I think that dynamic is there for sure. Oh, okay, great. Okay, great. Thanks so much for answering my little comedy question. Oh, plenty. We're going to switch switch gears a little bit again. Um, I know you are pretty good and pretty big on politics. Do you not see that? Yeah, we live in the DC with mm -hmm. with our friend who's in the office. 
And speaking of Donald Trump, I found an article that compared. So I okay, there's two things going on. We live in DC, right? But I've also been recently watching and catching up on Gotham. Have you ever watched Gotham? Uh, uh the recent one? The I, I I saw like an episode. I I don't really follow, but I okay, definitely so know that. Oh, let me tell you all about it. Please. Okay. So Gotham is like the story of Jim Gordon, who's the 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 chief of police when Batman's around. Sure, sure. So Jim Gordon's like the main character, but he finds Bruce Wayne like right after his parents were killed. So it's like Gotham back in the day mm. when Bruce Wayne was little, but it has all the characters. And they're like younger? And they're younger. Ah. So it's like the Penguin, you got Fish Mooney, yes, the prequel, but it, strange things happen where you're like, what in the world? But I found this article that compared the Penguin mm -hmm. to Donald Trump and says that they have similar life stories. They were abandoned, <laughs> they had rich parents. Isn't okay. That, isn't that basically it? Let's figure it out. The okay. first one it says is that they were forsaken and abandoned because the penguin had parents, but his parents were so appalled how ugly and hideous and unhuman he was that they threw him in the river. So he had no one. Trump's parents didn't renounce him, but a lot of Republicans did. So they're making that connection through the Republican Party, not his family, but that same bit called Mitt Rodney called him phony friend. Mike mm -hmm. Rubio claimed he wet his pants. Paul Ryan disinvited him to Wisconsin. Let's dig into that wet his pants. What was that? Do you know what that? Nope. He wet his pants. Okay, no, never mind. Oh, he tried to salvage his campaign with laughter. We won't go down. I see. Okay. So forsaken and abandoned. Would you agree with that? <laughs> or is that a stretch? Um. You know, I think part of, you know, uh, Donald Trump is a an interesting character because he's runs the fault line of politics. Nobody, you know, the one thing about Donald Trump, nobody's like, oh, Donald Trump, eh. Everyone has a strong opinion. Yeah. Right Nobody feels, so in other words, so every article is either going to be one or, way or another. Right. So that's why the first thing I'm going to do, especially at this age, is look at the, the source. Yes. Because if I read Fox News, the same event is spelled, it's so it's different. Fun. It is so, that's the thing I've learned through this whole uh, Facebook stuff, fake news stuff, is you can say anything about anybody. And it's all, I, I'm actually worried about truth. Like, what is the truth? And, and what in is this, the truth? So in this case, he, you know, Trump comes from money. Uh, he was born into it, and he loves fame, and and he's 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 good at manipulating the media. So yeah. so does he really like a magician? Does he really care about what he's saying, or does he care about having his name out there? Because the rumor was that his plan was to not become president, but to get his own TV channel, but or TV uh, channel, and, and in essence, he dominates every news cycle. He kind of already has it. And, and then he, he's so plugged into the Fox News network that he, in essence, has it also. So, in other words, you know, Donald Trump doesn't. Uh, it's hard to. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. He is like, uh, you know, the penguin in the sense that you know, yes, people are trying to abandon him, but the reality is there are a lot of people stuck with him. And there's still. And, and, and even and, and Mitt Romney. Here's the thing about Mitt Romney that is crazy to me. Tell us. 
and I, I'm on this, I gotta be careful because I'm in this town. Uh, but Mitt Romney, he comes out, remember before he, you know, uh, when Donald Trump was the nominee, he came out and had a speech. Donald Trump was a fraud, he's an actor, he's not a real person, right? What happens? Then Utah uh, Congress seat opens up. Now he's all friends with the dude. Right. Remember, he was even trying, he even had dinner with uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump took a picture of him like this. Ah, I saw what you said about me. <laughs> Look at me now. Look at me now. And then dropped him off and said, no caffeine for you, Mormon, and then kicked him out. <laughs> and then, and then now the Congress seat opened up. And now everyone's like, well, what did you say about, did you say something about Donald Trump? And, 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 and uh, then Romney's like, I'm not going to look back at the past. Right like, now, we're going to talk about could you, could you imagine that? You can't do that in regular life. This, yeah. is, this is the wildest game I've ever seen. Like, it's tricky. I don't even know what to say. So yeah, he's Donald He was Trump, abandoned. He, 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 he was, was abandoned, abandoned, but guess what? He's got a lot of people pick him up. People that may or may not, I want to hang out with him? I don't know, but like, uh, it's it, it's a wild story, but the reality is whether or not you like him, he knows how to manipulate media. He does. He, he, what is his secret, you think? He, he's just been out there for a long time, but yeah. he's always, but he always, um, he was smart enough to, to know, uh, to get in like TV, I'm playing a rich guy. I'm in movies, I'm playing a rich guy. I'm playing a rich guy. He was a rich guy, but is he really rich? And now the question is to what extent is he doing illegal stuff to be rich? Well, and that's the other stuff. So there's all these storylines. We're gonna find out years later what really happened. But in the meantime, this dude, I, my brother actually said this and I believe him now. I really, it, Donald Trump said so many lies uh, the one he actually accidentally told the truth, which remember if you remember him saying, "I can go down Fifth Avenue and, and shoot somebody, my, my fans will stick by me." That's actually true. It is true. That is a great, and you know, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders gonna be like this. I wish I had someone in my life like this. Like <laughs> whatever happens, she's gonna right, like, no, look. No, no. So when Donald Trump goes down the street and shoots somebody, this is what's gonna happen. She's gonna come out and say, "Look, Donald Trump was exercising his rights to bear arms." He was shooting in the air, someone decided to get in the, the way, yeah. <laughs> decided to bleed, and then decided to die on their own like an American. Okay? That was their choice. That was their choice to die, okay? <laughs> you know, that was some, and for whatever reason, he decided to get his face in the way exactly. of Donald Trump's alligator, you know, shoes. Like, that was his, that was what he wanted. I don't know why. So in other words, it kind of doesn't matter. Whatever happens, happens. And unfortunately, we're all, we're all watching. We can't do anything about it. And that's what hurts. So let's look at a sillier comparison. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I went a little... No, I wanted you to. I wanted you to. I was like throwing dollars at you. Yo, know, it's, 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 it's definitely on everyone's mind, but the reality is this, this, this penguin analogy, sure. I mean... There's so many analogies. You, so you, there's, many things. There's, there's so many different ways to skin this one. You can do it different ways. Sure, I agree. To some extent, of course. Okay, so now we're talking about their take, breaking it down all the way down to his eating habits, mm -hmm. okay? Penguin has a voracious appetite, mm -hmm. and he adores binging on tiny buckets of raw fish. Oh yeah, he does. When Shrek wants, when Shrek wants Penguin to greet his campaign staff, he bribes him with raw fish. Mm -hmm. Trump too has a particular appetite. Mm -hmm. It's not raw, raw fish, nor is it almonds, mm -hmm. which is what Obama likes. Look. Trump what, likes McDonald's, KFC, yeah. and other kinds of fast food. Yeah. Yeah, the juxtaposition of an intellectual biracial man <laughs> of Kenyan descent, Kenyan and Kansas, the intellectual Harvard Law. He was breaking barriers from day one. <laughs> and then this gentleman, let's call him gentleman for just yes, fun. Yes, you know, we could be for respectful. Fun, for fun. 
Because in, in this town, in some way or another, we touch government in, in some ways our dollars. Yes. And I, I, I went to the GW, I made the mistake of going to oh, I, I love the GW. Yes. How I finance it was an issue. So, <laughs> just in case, just so. in case. Uh, but, but basically, uh, this, this is, unfortunately, the pendulum, well, pendulum swings both ways. It really it does. And, and it, in every respect, we're seeing it both ways. You think, well, both ways where? Which ways? So you go from the, like I said, the intellectual. Oh, to the. To this. We're dying to go. Oh, oh. You thought YouTube comments were just comments? No, this is real life. Like, this is happening. So let me tell you something that I saw a long time ago, and this is crazy because you remember these stories about Nostradamus? Hmm? So there was a story that Nostradamus, Nostradamus predicted mm -hmm. that there would be a biracial um, brown mm -hmm. president of the United States. Oh, really? Who would be the president, but then his presidency would lead to the Antichrist. Oh, I didn't know this. Okay. And I, I'm telling you, I know this. because She I'm, got glasses, I trust her. Yeah, and they're clean. Ah. <laughs> Some people's glasses aren't clean. But, yeah, make it smudgy. Yeah, gotta get you a thing. Oh, please. You gotta tell me. I gotta buy Okay, we'll, 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 sure, talk, off, we'll talk offline. Okay. But, and I've been trying to find this clip, but he does say that because what he says is that there will be a biracial um, president of the United States who then gives birth to the, who leads to the Antichrist, and then the Antichrist will cause this nuclear bomb that causes the earth to blah, 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 and then everything regrows. Mm. So I don't know, you know, the timelines. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, but I was just kind of like, <gasps> because when Barack Obama became president, I was like, oh snap. Nostradamus predicts, like, yeah. because he predicted all these things. I was going to say, though, if you make a lot of predictions, something's going to hit. If I throw a lot of stuff, <laughs> something's going to stick, It's right? all right. So, so, yeah. You got to be, yeah. So. But that's kind yeah. of specific. Yeah. If he said it's gonna rhyme with Osama, that'd be that'd be amazing. He but, said, I think he said Muslim, but like when he made the prediction, it was like someone of like like it wasn't. You know how predictions work? They're not gonna be like yeah. there's a man named Simone. He will be yeah. on the Super Bowl podcast, no, no, no. right? So it was just like leading to like you know a brown Muslim man. Of course he wasn't Muslim, but his name could be misconstrued as such. Mm -hmm. And he was gonna be president, and then after his presidency, it would lead to. The Antichrist. Word. And I'm not calling Donald Trump an Antichrist. But mm -hmm. maybe. But you know, I think basically he is, Donald Trump is a middle figure to the establishment for working class people who feel left behind, who demographically feel like they're losing, but it's not because, but they're using scapegoats as a typical, you know, the scapegoat of the minority and, and immigrants, but really that's not the issue. It's actually just modernization and machines taking over jobs. But people feel disenfranchised because their opportunities are diminishing and also the rise of rights between minorities and women have gone up and uh, they feel like things that are typically were allotted to them, don't have, they don't have anymore. So they feel disenfranchised and this is their way out. But the reality is all you're doing is just delaying the inevitable. Because it's gonna, the, right now, Donald Trump, the pendulum swinging the other way now. So, all this, this whole, the house is going to flip, all that stuff is going to flip. Yep. The only question is, is it going to flip enough where he gets impeached and kicked out? Or is he just going to get impeached? Yeah, like, where are we going and with this? I think, I think Trump is going to, um, he's going to, he's going to last minimum four years for sure. Unfortunately, he will be, he could be impeached, but he's not going to get kicked out. 
That's my prediction. Okay, look. My Nostradamus. <laughs> That's my Dalsam. Dalsam Nostradamus, I'm telling you. Either way, I got a globe, it's shiny. It's shiny. Uh, uh, you know, it's, but he's gonna make it. Uh, it's gonna be like a mob boss. The dudes, the, 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 the head guy's gonna get away with it, but everyone else around him's gonna go down. All the mob bosses I like were gangsters. <laughs> We're gonna find out. There's gonna be some, there's gonna be some stuff that's gonna. There's gonna be some stuff that comes out in the next couple of months, uh, and he's gonna be. He's gonna be. It's gonna look bad, but the reality is he's, he's gonna be fine. So then, one last question: <coughs> How surprised would you be if you found out he was a robot? He's not. Or an alien? Huh? Oh, well, okay, I'll play along. Uh, uh, Thanks. He's a he's a robot made by KFC. <laughs> See, open up your mind, man. No, but Open up your eyes <laughs> and you will see. He has yes, a weed. Yes. Look, look under the weed. Okay. Look under the weed. <laughs> yeah. No, like a robot. Like one day he's talking and smoke and his eyes bulging. I'm like, like. I just think this dude is on the last <laughs> trimester. He's on the last trimester of life. He's have he's going out with a bang. He's gonna like look. This is who I am, kind of. I don't even know who I, I don't know who I am. I just—he's one of those guys where the the ends justify the means. He just wants to win to the point where he doesn't matter if he has to like, uh, you know, pant somebody. He can embarrass whoever. It doesn't matter. He just all he knows is I gotta win. Whatever winning is in his mind. Ooh, wow. It's just—it's just—he's just a product. He's in the '70s and '80s, you know, like Wall Street '80s. Yeah. You know, that guy. He, he just, that is him, like even down to his suits. Like he just, yeah, he he wears you know Rodney Dangerfield suits and <laughs> wow. he, is, he is he's white Def Jam. He is a middle finger to the establishment. He is an, uh, he's uh, a symbol for past establishment. That's why he's Make America Great Again. And he targeted, oh. he targeted, he targeted. Uh, oh, uh, so he made great like the eighties, not great like the eighteen hundreds. Oh, one. He just met like great. He met like establishment. He's playing on people all have like this nostalgia, like whatever great was. What, basically, your youth was nostalgic. We say the '90s. We say '90s were great, was it? Uh, uh, when we hear '90s music, those are the ones that made it. Yeah, right. You're, right we're right. hearing all the other stuff. <laughs> we're, you know, you're not hearing like the stuff that did not make it, like Biggie and Tupac. Yes, but that was like they were exceptional. Yeah. Uh, and that lives on. But there were so many things that did not. Just because you had a flat top, it didn't work out, right? Like <laughs> yeah. it didn't matter. Yes, I, I understand you, the Running Man. It didn't work out. Similarly, he just he represents something to the audience that he got. Whether or not he—that's he, all he was. He's just playing. He's just playing to a nostalgia that never really was. Well, hopefully, we will get to the bottom of it. Yeah, well, not a hundred percent, but where you get to a point where people are going to go down, but he's gonna—he's gonna get away with it. Is he gonna go to jail? No. Damn it. Nope. He might. I don't even know if I want him. To he's go gonna to lose jail. some I just money. To, like, he's, gonna, away. he's gonna lose some money, but. All he's gonna care about is just keeping on to his buildings, keep up his brand, his, his life is his brand. Okay. That's all he cares about because that's why he's going after Amazon. Amazon is tackling, it actually goes against his business interests. Wait, okay, so. Because they, they don't pay taxes. They are, they pay minimal taxes because most of their, their uh, infrastructure is online. Uh... So Amazon's taking away small businesses or competing businesses 
and they're now becoming the one of the larger contracts for the government. And uh, you don't like it. You don't like it. And basically, he's just richer than him. I mean, it's just like easily. Like a lot. And he's like, more like, hey, it's just Amazon. And it's no, but it, it still goes against his uh, his business uh, in some way, and and he knows it. Well, come on, Amazon. We're rooting for you, okay, boo? Don't worry. They already got us. <laughs> Let me order something right now. I just got my groceries yeah. delivered five minutes ago. Have you ever done Amazon Fresh? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. We'll talk about it. You after. see? We'll talk about Slim. <laughs> we'll talk about it after. So, well, this was absolutely a fun time. Well, I think so. <laughs> I'm so glad you came. I wish you all the best. Hopefully you'll come back when you like move to the next level sure. of career. Yo, I can't wait to open for the next Davidson. I'm gonna tell you all about it. <laughs> it's gonna be Whatever like, Davidson. Tommy, Louisa, Jessica, Joe. It's gonna be all right. I'm just going to the reunion. That's right. what it is. Like, I'm just gonna go to the cookout and like, who I open for next? <laughs> be like, it's Grandma Louisa's 90th birthday. Oh no, we gonna do it. Come on, down, <laughs> down, down. Thank you mm -hmm. for filming us Thank again. You. Alexa, you didn't get to meet her. We'll meet her after. See you next time. <laughs> this is Super Bobby Podcast, and we are out. Chicago Sam coming with the win. Super Bobby, Super Bobby Podcast, Super Bobby Podcast, the best podcast. Super Bobby Podcast, the best. This is Super Podcast, Puppy Podcast, The Bus Podcast. Super Puppy Podcast, Busty Shots in your ass, Super Puppy Podcast. Don't sleep.